Welcome to the Mad Love Podcast. This is Vince, and uh, today I'm writing solo. And for the fact of that, I am going to not speak about some terrible issue going on around the world or some political thing because I'm getting tired of that. Today, what I'm going to do is just have this more music-oriented. What I'm going to do is just play songs that mean something to me or just, hell, I just want to listen to them today. So that's what I'm going to do. So if that's what you want to listen to, bear with me. If not, leave. I don't really care. So this first song really got me through some tough times in the past uh, year. It kind of motivated me to be uh, productive. Now, I haven't been productive lately, obviously. But just listening to the intro right now, I I just want to go and do something. I just want to clean or something. It's like you're on cocaine. But if you've never heard of this, this is Slash featuring Miles Kennedy and the conspirators singing World on Fire.
That's how you start a podcast. Oh, that got me all jazzed up. Uh, that song I first heard on the Howard Stern show, um, I think mm, towards the end of 2014, he interviewed Slash. And that was a really good... If you've ever heard a Howard Stern interview, you know that that man can get deep and people trust him enough to start opening up and opening up and they forget that they're on the air and they forget where they are they get to the point where they just open up so much because it feels like a genuine conversation and not interviewer and interviewee and they just tell him and tell him and tell him and that's what makes him great if you ever asked anyone who's the greatest interviewer in the world that answer should be howard stern because that man, he actually does his research. It's not this bullshit thing that he tries to, you know, uh, make them glamorized and stuff. No, he actually goes deep. Um, and that's how, actually how I kind of became a Lady Gaga fan. Well, not exactly a fan, but just the person that she is. Uh, I actually liked because when he interviewed her, he got deep. And some things that she actually more explained, like when she wore the meat suit, um, I always thought she was just an idiot, but when she really explained the reasoning behind it, it opened my eyes to the to the meaning, and I actually was like, okay, you know what, all for you. I'm I'm actually kind of glad you did it. But I heard the interview, and uh, I was you know working at the same time. I think it was like uh, Walmart at the time or something, and uh, you know Slash was telling a story, and good God, that man has a story. And he had um, this guy on, Miles Kennedy. And at first, I didn't under, I, I didn't, I didn't process. And then I was listening to his voice. I'm like, oh, wait a minute, that's the dude from Alter Bridge. And if you, if you know Alter Bridge, and if you're a wrestling fan, you would know that a song they uh, wrote, Metalingus, was used for a wrestler named Edge. And good lord, every time he came out. Towards the end, they made him into, like, a villain and stuff. Because, you know, it's all scripted. Towards the end, they made him a villain. But, any time, love him or hate him, he came out. That song would hit. Da -da 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 -da. And on this day, you know, every time it came on, people were just like, oh, my God, this is cool. Because it got you revved up. You wanted to hear more of it. And that was a song um, that he made. I think, I don't, I'm not exactly sure, but I think... Some of the members from Creed, yes, I know Creed, went um, with him and started up um, Alter Bridge. What's funny about Miles Kennedy is that at first he was uh, a guitarist. Um, the first band that he ever tried to put together, uh, he was the guitarist, but no one could sing. They could never find a singer. So he actually stepped up to the plate and, and tried singing. He didn't want to be it at all, but he just tried it because... They desperately needed one, and so that's 
how he got into that, really. And that's, again, on the Howard Stern interview with uh, Slash. And if you have Sirius or, hell, if you just have the Internet, look up um, Slash interview with Howard Stern 2014. You can hear that. They might actually give you the song because they actually played the song live right after the interview. And that's where I first heard this. And I got to say, as good it is as it is on the album version or whatever, the digital version, whatever, when they sang it live on his show, it sounded better. Like, I wish I can get that, that one from his show, because that version was just amazing. So if you can find that, I suggest get it, because it is just amazing. It's... Like I was like I was saying before before I yet when I did my uh, radio personality intro to that which I'm very very proud of that I actually nailed it uh, the intro of the song before the lyrics started actually got me very excited I'm like yay but uh, going on to the next song this one this one I I kind of uh, I remember listening to it when it first came out back in the early 2000s and, and I was like holy crap this song is amazing she is awesome like it like it was just great um vocalization good um instrumentals and then I remember watching it on I, I watched the movie Daredevil and as bad as that movie was when they had like that training scene between him and Electra, like she was in some weird ass warehouse with her, um, the, I forgot the little fucking forks things, and uh, you know Ben Affleck was there stumbling around somewhere else. They played the song, and I'm like, why? I mean, this is the only good part about this whole movie was the you know the song, but um, I mean, I wish they would have just. I wish that you know honestly, this is just a little segue of I wish that movie would have been better. I really wish it, it could have done something with it other than pretty much take a big shit on it. That's what they did. Uh, but if you're ever seen the Daredevil show, they kind of made up for it now, and I'm hoping that you know no, I'm not even hoping. I know, I know he's gonna be a good Batman. Because even Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman in the 90s animated series, said, you know what, just give him a shot. Give him a chance. And so after he said that, it's like God proclaiming something. I'm like, all right, fine. I'll give him a shot. Give him a chance. But this one, it still gives me chills. Because her voice, Amy Lee, Evanescence. This next song is Bring Me to Life. The video was good. It was good. I loved it. It got me entranced. Her voice always got me entranced. And just listening even to it now, just listen to that. Well, I'll let you guys listen all of it. How can you see into my eyes like open doors? Oh, 
if I'm not mistaken. Oh, that was kind of abrupt. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think that singer, the dude, was from uh, band name Five Stones or something like that. I don't know. But uh, I kind of fucked up my whole radio vibe with that one. Damn it. Sorry about that, guys. But um, every time I hear her voice, it always uh, it makes me like calm, kind of. Uh, it kind of mellows me out. Because I remember, um, God, that was like the song of my childhood. <laughs> well, no, okay, not childhood. That was like maybe my teens. And I'm like, oh, she's so hot. You know, you, the usual teenager, preteen, whatever vibe. You're just like, oh, that's, that's so cool. She's awesome. She's a rocker. And she's on, you know, oh. And I remember she uh, sang. She sang a Nightmare Before before Christmas song. It was Sally's song. She sang Sally's song on uh, an album they put out called Nightmare Revisited, where they had different artists um, sing the songs. And uh, she did Sally's song, and it was so melodic and so soothing that you were just like, wow. Whoa. Like, the original version was great, but this one, even the one... See, it's a battle for me because Fiona Apple, um, another 90s girl, um, sang a song, sang that song in a different version. And that one was more like, uh, had like, it has like an added, not an attitude, it just had like this night. The, the only way I can say it is it had a 90s feel to it. And it just, it was so great. And, and well, I keep on saying great, but it was a fantastic song. And this one came around, and it almost beats her out. Like, like Amy Lee's kind of puts that one on a back burner for me, to be honest, because it's just her voice has this, like, low-pitch, high-pitch sound that just kind of, she can just make it, make the, I don't know, I don't, I don't know the technical terms for the, the, the singing and stuff, because I, I'm not even going to pretend. But just the way that she does it with her voice, just... It soothes you and it makes you feel like you're getting transported to another place. And actually, think about about that album. They gave her that song. They gave um, I forget the lead singer Flyleaf, but they gave her uh, "What's This," and I didn't really like it to be honest. It was like a slow "What's This?" What's I was like, oh no. But if you ever heard um, Fall Out Boy's version, it was actually pretty good. Like the way Fallout Boy um, sang "What's This," they didn't they didn't sing it on that album. They sang it, I think, like independently or something. They just covered it, and it was it, it was really good. Like I would have preferred that to be on the album aside from Flyleaf. And I love Flyleaf. Let me let me just stop right there. I love Flyleaf. I I love them, but I gotta say I wish Fallout Boys was on there. But uh, a Fall Out Boy song that I really, really uh, like is um, I Don't Care. And this song is more, it appeals to me because it's like, it says it. I don't care. Think what you want. Like this podcast, I don't care. You like it, you don't like it. I'm going to do it. I just don't care.
remember a time where Fall Out Boy was like an insult to give to someone, but I, I've always liked them. I, there's actually a funny, well, not a funny story. There's another song that Fall Out Boy has called uh, The Saint a Scene. I think it's like The Saint a Scene. It's an arms race or something like that. But uh, when that first when that song was first coming out, um, I remember uh, back when my fiance was my girlfriend back in 2007, uh, <laughs> that was one of those first, you know, kind of awkward. Eh, I don't know if we were exactly officially dating at the time or if we were just, you know, kind of friends that was like, you know, I kind of like this person. And she's like, I kind of like this person, but I don't know the connect. I don't know what the other one's thinking. But there was a moment where uh, we went to a place. It was kind of like, it's kind of like Chuck E. Cheese. It was a place called Nickel Nickel. And uh, we were there, which I always wanted to play this, like, sniper shooter game in in, uh, in that place. And I never got a, I never got a chance because there was always something, always something stopping me. And I was, and there was, every time, I always sucked at that game. Um, you'd kind of just, like, use this big-ass sniper rifle and, like, shoot the screen or whatever. And uh, so we were there, and uh, I guess some uh, some of her well i guess kind of our friends well people that i knew more her friends at the time uh got that uh, came in and some drama happened i i can't really remember but uh, it resulted in, a, in us leaving and uh we went down the street uh to like i think it was like an Al- albertson's because we had a shit ton like a bag full of nickels and we're like well we're kind of hungry but uh let's let's you know let's see where we can go and uh at the time you know i really I, kind of typical broke teenager i wanted to impress her but i didn't have any money so i'm like well shit so we went over and i'm like oh i want to you know i want to be the gentleman i want to buy her something to eat i mean even if it's a hamburger which that's what we resulted in getting but we went to this uh, albertson's went to the like a coin star and uh, just deposited all the nickels and stuff and i think it added up to like 10 bucks we're like all right well 10 bucks all right fuck it so let's go went over to uh jack in the box and uh <laughs> When we when we went, went to Jack and Box, it's like oh you know, we both got like a cheap like a meal or something like a like a cheap meal from there, uh, both of us. And oddly enough, like it came out to like ten bucks exactly. Like the one we had, nothing less, nothing more, ten bucks exactly. And it was like holy shit. And I remember the song was playing in the background, and I remember that because it's like one of those first moments when um, we try to of our resourcefulness with each other you know we we as a team we did something to accomplish it and that was back in 2007 now she's my fiance and it's our eighth year you know uh, and back when i think it was like our seventh year or something people would be like you know what's going you know it's taking us so long it's like we're still young we were dating back in high school i'm not gonna ask her to marry me back in high school and uh you know like anything when you're around someone for extended period of time things can get tough because either that one person doesn't want to change and grow up that was me and one person wants to just progress and and do something better with themselves that was her and uh we hit some a bit of a rough patch um last year and it set me into a tailspin but it also uh it motivated me to be a better person and to Think of the world and myself as, as something better than, than what I did. I was very uh, cynical. And it, it, the realization, pretty much what I'm trying to say is that I took it for granted. And that happening opened my eyes that 
she can never she she won't always be there okay i can't just keep on being an a-hole or or something being sarcastic and and figure that oh well, she's always going to be there that was a moment that really opened my eyes that she's not always going to be there yes we've had this much time with each other and yes we've been with each other we've been with each other for this long but that doesn't mean that she's tied to me it doesn't mean that i own her or anything not saying that i did it's just that kind of that 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 kind of way of thinking you know um but when we did have our bit of a rough spot and we kind of kind of a break slash broke up i listened to a lot of songs that because i'm a very emotional person I, I know sometimes i don't seem like it, but i'm a very emotional person i lead with my emotions in my heart so there is one album and there's not it's not always that the whole album is good but to me this one was and it was Hoobastank I kept listening to. That whole album, it was kind of like, it kind of, the whole album kind of spoke to me. It was like, it was like an adaptation of what was going on in my life right now and where my life was. And this one really hit me the most. And this is Hoobastank, and it's called What Happened to Us.
brings back memories and that song's not saying that oh what you know she this she that no no that's more i mean that's how i felt at the time because i was so broken up but i mean i know that it was uh it was media and not wanting to change and her wanting to progress in her life and uh, i know that i know that now well not now i've known that for a while i mean <laughs> when uh you know when that time was going on i trust me i that, that was going through my head um but I, I i wanted to try and i strive to be a better person and a better man and uh oddly enough there was this movie that uh, <laughs> i watched and i'm like you know what i want to be more like him i want to more i want to be more like this guy and this guy wasn't macho this guy wasn't uh he wasn't like oh i'm gonna go kick your ass or whatever you know buff or whatever but this guy he had something to him. He was just nice. He was a gentleman. And it was in this movie. This movie called Blast from the Past with, um, oh, Brendan Fraser. There you go. Brendan Fraser, uh, Christopher Walken. Um, what the hell is her name? She was in, she was Batgirl in Batman and Robin. Alicia Silverstone. And um, so... I wanted to be more like him, you know, because he was very much the class, you know, not just classy, but he had a lot of manners and he was just a very positive person that uh, no matter what went his way, he was just, he was just cool about it. And there was a scene when he was dancing in this club and uh, <laughs> Alicia Silverstone was watching him and she's like, no, you go, you know, go trying to find yourself a wife or whatever and he danced to this song with these two girls and i loved it ever since it was i've always want to have a moment where i walk into a, a club and the song played i don't know if that ever happened but this is mr zoot suit by the flying neutrinos
Oh, Cherish, if you're listening, you're my Alicia Silverstone, and I'm your Brendan Fraser. Okay, Goshi, part over. I, I love that movie. You can never find it anywhere, though. Like, uh, I remember, well, uh, the song was playing. I remember Dave Foley's actually in that movie, too. It's actually pretty funny. I think he plays uh, the gay friend or something. Um, but you can never find that movie. I always wanted to. But you, yeah, it's nowhere to be found. Oh, and a uh, side note, by the way. If you can hear background uh, noise, it's because I'm recording in my room right now. Because until I can actually find a good place, maybe some somewhat quiet, you're going to hear either dog sounds or neighbors or other family members or something going on. But uh, back to the the song, I I always want to just walk in and just have a moment like that. I mean, it could, it could happen. You never know. I mean, my life could turn into a movie somehow. Um, but... Until then, I'm just going to have some random shit happen to me that just you can't really explain. Like, there was just one time, uh, me and Cherish, when we were living in California, we uh, went to this um, bar because our friend was DJing, and he's a really good DJ. If you can ever look up DJ Asylum, go. I think he's on SoundCloud, actually. Look him up. He does a lot of good stuff. DJ Asylum. And um, so we were coming back, and we're like, you know what? It's about... 1 30 in the morning let's uh let's go hit up uh, wendy's on the way home so we're over at the wendy's and uh, <laughs> when we get there there is these people drunk walking in the uh in the drive-thru they're like we can't get in because the doors are closed they didn't seem like typical dumbass teenagers they were just uh yeah, they seem really cool though uh but we were just like sitting there in the car just laughing our asses off because they tried going in the doors and they're like, you know, doors are locked. And so they went over to the drive-thru and they're like, we want, we need to get, we want food. We want chicken sandwiches and hamburgers. They're just naming off some stuff. And for some odd reason, we were compelled to be like, hey guys, if you get in the car, you guys can order with us. They're like, what? Seriously? They're like, yeah. And they're like, all right, you guys are fucking awesome. You guys rock. And so we get in the car and so they're ordering we're ordering and uh some of their friends are trying to get actually you know what it wasn't one of their friends it was some random ass guy that was like oh we can, uh, can I get in the car too we're like get the fuck out of here no and uh they're like oh boy don't worry guys we'll buy you whatever you want you guys want to come back to our you know our play or i think we're in the uh they're in the hotel at the time um double tree they're like we have a room we're having a party you guys want to come we're like nah you know it's cool we're just you know we're gonna go home and eat this and they're like all right whatever it there one of one of the ladies was actually a curator in um for something in las vegas i forgot what it was i think like an art museum or something and uh she gave us our business card but i always figured eh, she was probably drunk at the time so we're not going to take use of this we would have been kind of cool i mean but uh you know things just things just kind of i don't, I don't think they would have even remembered us they were that hammered we actually got, we actually wound up getting like more than what we order and they're like just keep it just keep it. you know you guys are really awesome and the song that always reminds me of that time is saturday nights all right for fighting but not the ellen john version the nickelback version this one
the first time I heard this song, believe it or not, was uh, I think it was the ending of Charlie's Angels 2. I actually watched, I paid for the, well, I didn't pay for the ticket. I think I went with uh, some people. I don't know. I can't remember. Um, but I remember when that, the scene where they're chasing Demi Moore um, in her car, this, this song played, and I was like, holy crap, this is a really cool version, man. This is badass. Who sings it? And it was like Nickelback, I, I found out. And, you know, for everyone that says I hate Nickelback, whatever, you can hate them. I don't really care, but I, I personally like them. I, I, I think they're all right. Um, now, I, I, you know, I can't even really say why people just don't like them. I guess it's kind of like the Justin Bieber thing. They just, like, they just don't like them. For whatever reason, you listen to him, you see Chad Kroger, and you're like, fuck you. But I I, I, I think he's all right. Now, when his first, uh, when, when they first had that music video, um, this is how you remind me. I got to admit, if you look, if you go back and watch that music video, he looks like a big douchebag. I mean, he really does. Even if you go um, into the night with um, San, uh, Carlos Santana. Did I just say his last name wrong? Ah, fuck it. Um, but him and, uh, Chad Kroger sing, uh, Into the Night, and if you watch that video, he looks like a big, he looks like a dick. He looks, he looks like an idiot. But, I mean, I personally, I, I like Nickelback. I, I don't see anything wrong with them. Um, but the next one I have lined up, I really didn't have a meaning towards it until I really looked, and I kept on looking, uh, at the song. It reminds me of when I was a kid and I would drive around with my mom and she would go and run errands or something and I would go with her. We connected with music, with 90s songs. Um, She was really into like the 90s alternative at the time and the rock, you know, like Stained and Limp Bizkit and Kid Rock. Well, I I guess it's like the late 90s. But uh, she was in into that, and we would listen to that. We would listen to K-Rock when it was good. I didn't play, like, fucking rap songs and shit, which not all rap is bad. I'm just saying that when you have your name called K-Rock, why are you singing, like, rap songs and stuff? Um, obviously, that's back in California. Um, but we would, we would go around. We would drive, and it was just... It was it was an, it was an easier time. I think back, and it was, it was so simple back then, and that's what I love most of about it is just the the nostalgia feeling of it, and just the innocence of it's me riding with my mom in the car, and we're just you know listening to music, just driving, doing things, you know, uh, errands and stuff, and I didn't have any worries of bills and how much money I had to make or whatever. It was just it was just easier. It was more of a perfect time, and. Uh, one of the songs that really stick out is Loser by Beck. Now, I, half the time I don't know what the fuck he's saying, but nonetheless, it is such a, a good song. Vegetable stock food stalls with the beefcake panios. 
Chiefs sleep on the love seat. Someone came saying I'm insane to complain about a shotgun wedding and a stain on my shirt. Don't believe everything that you breathe. You get a parking violation and a maggot on your sleeve. So shave your face with some mace in the dark. Saving all your food stamps and burning down the trailer park. Yo. Cut it. So. Shove the other in the bag with the rerun shows and the cocaine nose job. The daytime crap of the folk singer slob. He hung himself with a guitar string. A slab of turkey neck and it's hanging from a pigeon wing. But get right if you can't relate. Trade the cash for the beat, for the body, for the hate. And my time is a piece of wax falling on a termite. It's choking on the splinters. So the 90s how i miss you so much i love the 90s that's my era i mean yes i was born in 89 and you know uh, i remember most of the 90s still i that was that was such a cool time man maybe i'm just getting older and then the, that nostalgia thing is coming in you know like my that's my era you know some people like 80s 70s mine 90s i mean I, that grunge wearing the sweaters or shirts around your your wet your waist and that, that that i love all that man that the movies the music the culture all of it it was just it takes me back it i love it um but that's my lineup for uh for this uh podcast um that's all i got man i just wanted to you know what i was flying solo today um because you know i think i've said it before i don't know 
uh, mine and Cherish's uh, work schedules aren't, you know, sometimes they click, sometimes they don't. Um, and, you know, instead of, like, waiting so long, you know, why, why not? Why can't I just go solo and just kind of um, try and do the podcast by myself? Now, am I saying I'm mixing out Cherish? No, 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 no. She, she's, you know, she's here with me, man. She's my co-host through all this. And she always will be. And so that's why I'm just, you know, I'm just seeing if I can do it myself. So, uh, yeah, that's that'll be it for today. If you want to follow us, we're, um, our email is uh, rollingdice14 at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at rollingdice2 or whatever, at rollingdice2, whatever. Uh, we have a Facebook page, um, Rolling Dice. Uh, we don't have a mad love uh, Twitter or email yet. Uh, you can kind of just funnel it all through those, uh, the rolling dice ones. Um, just hashtag or, yeah, hashtag Mad Love Podcast. Uh, yeah, send us an email, whatever you think. Feedback, whatever. It doesn't really matter to me. Just know that someone's out there listening. But before I go, there's one last song. One last song I want to give you. Now, how do I line up the song? How do I set it up? You know, actually, I don't. You don't. This isn't the kind of song that you just kind of talk up. This isn't the kind of song that you try and make people listen to. This is a song that does it all on its own. And do you want it? Well, before I give it to you, let me just say goodbye. You have a good night, good evening, good morning. Whenever the hell you're listening, wherever the hell you're listening. You guys have a good one. See you later.
Sunday.